I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. Looks it up to Jefferson. Caught. Touchdown. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown, Kansas City. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Stewart and LeBron. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, Cardinals running back, James Conner. NFL Network analyst, Daniel Jeremiah. Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni. Plus, overreaction Monday and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, we Woo. are here on the Rich Eisen show. We are fired up because we get to be here. And it's, hey. it's it's terrific. And, and, and the sports world is lit. And we are here for you. And hopefully uh, you are here with us. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on this Week 11, Monday, Monday Night Football, I'll be on Westwood One's uh, dial, if you will, for lack of a better phrase. Tonight, when the Bucks and the Giants wrap up week number 11, I'll do the pregame and halftime of all that. Um, and hopefully you'll be there for that as well. Chris Brockman, good to see you in your spot. Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo, good to see you, Rich. in hey, your Rich. spot. Monday. We got a first place team, Rich. Yes, you do. I mean, What's up? You do. On? The Patriots are in first place as we are sitting here getting ready for Thanksgiving week, in which the Dallas Cowboys will take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, uh, TJ Jefferson, good to see you in your spot over there, sir. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna keep it like I'm gonna keep it real. How about them Cowboys? Always win, lose, or tie. Cowboys till I die. No. Well. <laughs> That's the one for the day. That's the one for the day. You don't get the, the Jimmy Johnson one. That's the one for the day. Uh, it's you know we we've got the Jimmy Johnson one when they when they when they, they, when well. they perform well, which is been seven times this yes. year. Yeah. Seven times this year, right? We get you got that one, Mike. Don't yeah, hang on a second. I was. Uh, we don't deserve it this week, Mike. Play this don't play even play. Oh gosh. Oh, that's oh, oh, well, I do have the Jimmy one. He's, <laughs> he's going rogue on his on his drops over there. Hey man. You got the Jimmy Johnson gets the how about them Cowboys when they win and then the. And then when they lose, you get the uh, you get the Ziggy, you get the Stephen A. That's all right. How about them Cowboys? You got. <laughs> so let's start with them because they are uh, the so-called America's team, and uh, I have pointed out that this year uh, could be their year because usually what tears that team asunder. Um, has not been tearing that team asunder, whether it was Dak being out or. Uh, Tank Lawrence being out for as long as he's been, and uh, the draft, however, puts Micah Parsons in that uh, rush spot, and he's been putting up a defensive player of the year resume, not defensive off defensive rookie of the year resume, defensive player of the year resume. He's fun, but it appears, and 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 the coaching decisions sometimes will get him. But it appears they finally they have finally found the proper or unfortunately for you, the wrong mix of injured or sick players that finally put them all together, wound up uh, hamstringing the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. And that's Amari Cooper being out with COVID-19 because he's unvaccinated. He now will miss this Thanksgiving game as well. There's no chance of him coming back in time, even if he gets negative tests. And um, and then Tyron Smith, the left tackle. And then with Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory out, those guys go out. And then C.D. Lamb goes out in the middle of the game. And that play in itself just shows you how things that would work for the Cowboys 
in previous weeks, no longer working for the Cowboys right now. I mean, you got to go for you got to go for the end zone down 16 to 3, mere seconds left on the clock. You got a first fresh set of downs because CD Lamb just caught a third down fresh set of downs reception. And you got to with 20 some on seconds to go, you got to take your shot to the end zone. And Dak takes his shot to the end zone to CeeDee Lamb, and it's not only picked off, but CeeDee Lamb hits his head on the turf. He's out for the rest of the game, and you have to wonder, if he doesn't clear concussion protocol, will the Cowboys be without mm-hmm. Cooper and Lamb for Thanksgiving? Yep. And as we know, Dak Prescott leaping in the air and finding CeeDee Lamb was a touchdown game-ender in New England. Without it, you know, Cowboys might have lost that game, and we might be seeing New England at the top of the conference without that one. Who would have thought that being possible when Lamb hit the end zone to wrap that game up in New England in week six? So Dallas finally found the combination of the guys that they can't do without, they can't overcome, and Zeke got hurt in the game, and he was giving thumbs up to Aaron Andrews, but he didn't look all thumbs up very much the rest of the way. And they were out of sync. And they ran into a Kansas City team that is not only red hot, but red hot on defense. Who would have thought that? And the reason why is there's a new defensive player of the year candidate in town, folks. There's a new one in town. He wasn't playing earlier this year, which is part of the reason why he's new in town on that front this year. And maybe part of the reason why the Chiefs were not winning a lot earlier in the season. But his name is Chris Jones. His name is Chris Jones, and he is so good at playing football (laughs) and so good at running the game from the center of the defensive line, from a tackle position, from stopping the run on the way to the pass, and if he's not stopping the run on the way to the pass, he's stopping the pass by not only sacking the guy, but batting the ball down. He is spectacular. And... With Frank Clark now healthy, suddenly that team looks really, really good on defense. And they won a game yesterday in which Mahomes wasn't lighting it up either. So today's going to be the day we're going to hear Dallas sucks. They're not have no shot to win the conference. That's ridiculous. Just look at Del Tufo's Twitter. I know, I know that, but he's a troll <laughs> when it comes to football. He's a troll when it comes to football, whether it's hating on your team, whether it's hating on Brockman's team, whether it's pointing out how rich he is to have season tickets for two teams. <laughs> you know, whether it's any of that. He's a troll when it comes to that. So don't pay him any mind. And don't pay anybody else any mind when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys today either. I'm because everyone's going to say they suck, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, and you cannot say that based off of all of this right now. It was a disappointing performance. They got their their derrieres handed to them, and and you've got to tip the cap to a prideful, stout, top-notch, getting better with each week, two-time defending AFC championship team in the Kansas City Chiefs who are absolutely a Super Bowl contender right now. And so is New England. I know we covered that ground last week too, but New England is now currently sitting in the first place position 
in their division, and they have the Titans coming up this week. And if the Patriots win that game and the Ravens lose Sunday night football against the Browns, which is entirely possible, then the Patriots would be your one seed going into the rest (laughs) of the season coming out of Thanksgiving weekend. (laughs) The one seed. These are facts. And I was pointing them out for weeks. So if you can't handle that truth, I was on that wall trying to provide you the mental blanket of protection seeing this coming. Okay? Because they're pulling the code red on the rest of the AFC again. I called that day after Halloween to watch out for it. So there's all of that. Kansas City looks terrific and Dallas looked terrible and that doesn't mean the Cowboys can't win the Super Bowl is basically my nuanced point. I could come out here and pound a table about how the Cowboys sucked and they proved it yesterday and they're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. That is nonsense. It's nonsense. They don't have their left left tackle. They didn't have their top two wide receivers. They haven't had their top pass rusher for weeks unless you want to say Micah Parsons is that, so you could say that too. And if Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory come back soon and they got Parsons and and Amari Cooper doesn't get COVID again and CeeDee Lamb is healthy and Tyron Smith comes back and that's the key and that's the way that this team can go into Christmas week with, as we know, more runway coming up in January. And I don't think, with all due respect to our third-hour guest today and our uh, mid-show guest tomorrow in Nick Sirianni and uh, Ron Rivera of the Eagles and Washington football team, I still think this is going to be Dallas's division. I'm not concerned about that. But that's my my, – my, my, I know that the, you, you, you could say that there's more – uh, objects in their rearview mirror getting closer than they appear. Eagle schedule is. Uh, they still got to do it. Easy down there. They still got to do it. They still have to win it. They still have to win it, and the margin for error is much tighter because of the way that they've started. But here come the Vegas Raiders on Thanksgiving. They're on a losing streak themselves, and they're going to have to do it, it appears, without Cooper and maybe Lamb. And Tyron Smith and everyone else that I've just mentioned, they're going to have to go into another game. They're going to have to win that one. They should win that one. If they lose that one, then we'll come back after Thanksgiving and have a different conversation. Because they got three in a row on the road at New Orleans, at Washington, at the Giants. And then there's that big Week 17 game that could mean a, a, a difference in a bye week or not. Home against Arizona. And let's hit them for a moment. The Arizona Cardinals are absolutely the team to beat in the NFC. And everybody can't get their arms wrapped around that. And frequently, I'm one of those everybody because they haven't done it before. There's another quarterback in their conference named Tom Brady who will have center stage tonight and has been sitting on uh, not winning a game for close to a month now with two losses wrapped around a bye, and I imagine he's going to be quite ornery and want to show everybody on ESPN's audience what he can do. Uh, there's also Aaron Rodgers, who's got a toe injury that that uh, he that needed treatment that hurt so badly because it got stepped on in the Minnesota victory for the Vikings that he couldn't even take a, a, a kneel-down snap at the end of the first half. He was already in the locker room. 
But it was it hurt him so badly that he made one of the most dynamite throws yeah, I've yeah. I've seen on the run to his backup tight end in the end zone, and they almost pulled off that victory yesterday anyway. But so he's there, right? And so is Tom Brady. He's there, and Dak's where he is. The Rams, we have been hyping them quite a bit, and I'm one of those who have been hyping them. So the Rams have got a quarterback who's never won a playoff game either. But the Arizona Cardinals have now won two of their last three without their MVP quarterback, who hurt his ankle in the loss to Green Bay a few weeks ago, in which they could have actually won that thing had A.J. Green like turned his head at the end. And they've won two of three with Colt McCoy as their quarterback and not just any games, road division games. One to sweep the San Francisco 49ers and one to essentially start nailing the coffin of the Seattle Seahawks, who are now three and seven. And both of those times, Colt McCoy didn't have DeAndre Hopkins at his disposal. And we want to talk about using depth. How about trading for Zach Ertz before the deadline? And he comes up with the stat line brought to you by the number eight, to use a Sesame Street phrase, eight catches, 88 yards, two scores. And then there is the revelation. And I'm not just saying that because he's about to join us on this show. James Conner. James Conner, who is setting records for the franchise with touchdowns scored and Scrimmage yards. He's been terrific. They don't have Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyler Murray. That's your starting running back, wide receiver, quarterback. They had that clunker against Carolina, which lost their first home game with Cam as their quarterback yesterday. So that was a kind of bury-the-tape type performance, but I guess if you've got to have the bad with the good, You'll take that bad if the good is two road division victories. And Colt McCoy saying, it's my responsibility to do that. I love that comment. That's his job. They're going into the bye week as the one seed in the NFC. And no matter what happens, even if the Rams beat the Packers, huge Sunday game, that means the Rams are 8-3, and three, the Packers are 8-4. and four. Even if the Packers beat the Rams, the Packers are 9-3. and three. Even if the Cowboys win on Thanksgiving Day, that would make them 8-3. and three. Even if the Bucs win the next two games for them. Okay? Even if the Bucs win their next two games for them, which is this Monday night or tonight, and an absolutely huge... Sun- this Sunday slate is ridiculous. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Coming up next, one of the hottest teams in the league. They're in Indianapolis. Even if the Bucks win both of those, Cliff Kingsbury can sit in his bond lair with mm-hmm. the with with the uh, with the backyard flame lit and his <laughs> his uh, loafers and his sockless loafer look, his feet up on that table, and Kyler getting better, better and healthier, and DeAndre Hopkins getting healthier, and everybody else sitting there and having a great Thanksgiving bye week, no matter, even if the, all that happens, the Cardinals at 9-2 and two emerge from that week, still in first place, coming off their bye with everybody back healthy. That's what makes them a team to beat in the NFC right now. 
much sexier to say, hey, Cowboys are going to rebound, and then that Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he does. Although they lost Elton Jenkins, their left tackle, and David Bakhtiari, we're waiting to see if he can even return this year. They have line issues themselves. Both Dak and Aaron Rodgers are without their big toe, to use the stripes phrase, and there's a toe problem for the quarterback himself in Green Bay. And the Rams are suddenly wondering what's going on there. And they play Green Bay this week, beating each other up. Tampa has maybe the toughest team to face in the NFL right now outside of New England. I'm saying these words. The Indianapolis Colts, Mm -hmm. who have won six of eight, and the two losses in that streak were overtime losses. One of Baltimore where they blew it, and the other one of the Titans. Yeah, weird overtime. They could be eight and wins in a row. Arizona's sitting back going, okay, we're on our bye week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You enjoyed. <laughs> They're a team to beat. So, James Conner's going to join us. Daniel Jeremiah, who calls radio games for the Los Angeles Chargers, what a Sunday night game that was. He'll join us to discuss that, middle of the show. And at the end of the show, uh, third hour, Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, are now five and six. So, uh, he'll join us. I've never spoken to him. I'm looking forward to chatting with him. That means when he joins us, this show in the third hour, part of the reason why he's in the third hour, not only because that's what he's available, but we have two plus hours to water and fertilize this show. (laughs) We'll be fully watered and fertilized by the time he joins us. Fully. So let's take a break. James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals will join us. The 9-2 and Arizona Cardinals. One of the best touchdown makers not named Jonathan Taylor in the NFL is going to join us when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show of Terrestrial Radio Audience. I'm just kind of having my fun with a lot of people in this business who love trolling on LeBron, the Cowboys, and Baker. Today is just an absolute troll-a-palooza in our business. <laughs> but we'll have the nuanced conversation that's required of these subject matters later on in the program. 
Well, yeah, put up a poll question, Chris. What story in the sports news has the trolls most excited? Yeah. LeBron, Cowboys, Baker. <laughs> there are explosions going off in basements everywhere. Yeah. Well, or on Pico <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on our show. Pleased to have back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a guy who is having an incredible season for the Arizona Cardinals, to say the least. His 12 rushing touchdowns by a Cardinals player through the team's first 11 games is a franchise record. One or more rushing touchdowns in eight of the last 11 games this season. That's tied for most in the NFL with Jonathan Taylor. Here he is from the Arizona Cardinals, fresh off of a dub in front of the 12s in Seattle, is James Conner. How are you doing, James? Man, Rich, I'm feeling really good, brother. I'm feeling good. How are you? You should. You know, part of the reason why I want to have you on is not only because your team's doing so well and you're doing so well. It's it's Thanksgiving week, man. It's Thanksgiving week, and your story is incredible, and you must have a ton to be thankful for, James Conner, I would imagine. Man, every day. Every day we got so much to be thankful for. You know, really blessed. And, uh, yeah, so, man, we uh, got a good victory. You know, now we're heading into our bye week. It's Thanksgiving. I can eat me a couple plates. Yep. You know, recover the body. So I got a lot to look forward to. Can't complain. Couple of plates. Couple of plates. Are you yeah. giving warning to whoever's house you're going to, or whoever's coming to your house, James? Is that, is yeah, that you're yeah. laying down you your know, marker? Yeah, it's, it's been some time since I got to you know eat some good Thanksgiving food and not have to worry about playing you know in a couple of days and whatnot. So I'm gonna take full advantage. Well, it's a bye week. I just say screw it. Just take the belt off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know. So what what is going so well for you this year, James? To what do you owe? your personal professional success this year easy that's my faith um you know coming into the season uh just you know and then just my faith growing uh, you know throughout time but you know just giving god the glory for everything and um just letting him lead my life you know being my guidance and direction and all that and so that's first and foremost but then also just um you know just playing my role to the fullest uh you know i doing just doing everything that the cardinals asked me to do and uh, playing for my teammates, team is, is coming together, you know, we're playing for one another and um, just understand the pieces we got and what the job is, what the mission is, what the goal is, and, you know, just just, just fighting for that. So just a little bit of everything, faith and hard work. And I'm just wondering if, if you, you kind of touched on it here, and I guess I'm going to put a finer point on it if you don't mind. In Pittsburgh, you were viewed as Le'Veon Bell's successor. You were viewed as the guy that was going to come in Certainly since the fan base knew you, knew your story since you played your college ball there. You were right front and center there. You're from the state. Um, and and is it, I guess, a better fit for you in the long run that you were brought to Arizona and they're just like, you just do your thing. You're not you're not you're not the next anything. You're you're the James Connor that the Arizona Cardinals wanted. Is there anything to that, do you think, James? Uh, yeah, you know, I just I just felt like um, you know, all things were new for me, so you know, I just embraced the change, you know. Uh, you know, gave him all out there in Pittsburgh, and you know, after the after the after my four years was up, you know, just you know, um, it was I guess what you know it wasn't for them, so I just you know just continued to trust my my work, trust my faith, and uh, just figured out what the you know, just sat down and prayed about it, see what the best decision was for me, and uh, it led me to AZ, and uh, they embraced me, you know, with open arms, my teammates, the coach and staff, everybody, so. Um, you know, just playing for them now. Uh, you know, it's just kind of this is God's plan for me, how things worked out. So what about the scheme fits for you, do you think, James? What about that? Um, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know with the weapons that we have on our side and, you know, QB like Kyler Murray, 
Um, you know, they really upgraded the line uh, out here. So it's just, a, you know, a combination of, of, of a lot of things. And, um, you know, me just being playing my role, you know, short yardage and, you know, but that, that's expanded, you know, just trying to show, you know, I'm versatile in all parts of the game. But it's just playing my role and doing what they asked me to do. Um, and I, I just embraced that. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's working and uh, we got a lot more work to do, though. James Conner here on the Rich Eisen Show. I know you've been there, you've done that, but what's it like getting in a huddle, looking up? That's Kyler Murray giving you the play and you look around, there's A.J. Green and that's DeAndre Hopkins. What's that sense like <laughs> Man, it's special. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun out there. You know, Kyler's so exciting. And then obviously, you know, Hop and AJ and, you know, even got Zach Ertz now and, you know, Ronnie Hudson in the middle, Hump on Like, you know, we just got, we got pieces, man. We got a lot of players, but we also got a lot of, you know, guys who love the game and, and, and play for one another. So it's definitely exciting being on the field out there with, you know, with those guys. Okay. And then uh, Kingsbury, he seems like he's got a little bit of the crazy in him. He's been on this show. What do you think? I mean, he's also went... Then he got was it he called flag for barking at somebody who was barking at him the other day on, on the field. It was Josh yeah, Norman, right? It was Josh Norman in San Fran. I think so, yeah, on San Fran. But uh, that's coach man. He's he's so passionate, man. Uh, you know, every day he brings his juice and you know just tries to get the most out of us. And he puts so much effort into the game. So coach is just a passionate dude, man. And uh, we love playing for him. And and you know he's just all in on us. We all in on him. Like I said before. There's going to be a lot of Coach of the Year talk for him. It always is for a team that's sitting in a one seed on, ja- on Thanksgiving week and will be regardless of the results in Thanksgiving week. That's always that mm-hmm. surrounding. And obviously Colt McCoy just came up with a couple of W's for you guys on the road, with you guys on the road. Give me a good story about Kingsbury that would uh, that would put that Coach of the Year resume on the table. You got a good one for you, for me? For that sort of uh, no, no specific stories, but you know, if coach wins the coach, you know, coach of the year, he's you know, he's 100% deserving of it. You know, he the you know, I know his work. I know he comes to work every day, and you know how hard he works. So, um, you know, he's deserving of it, and so uh, I think he should. You know, I think he's the one for it. Okay, uh, what about Colt McCoy? He said it was his responsibility to win games on the road. Uh, what do you think about his performance over the last three weeks? James, Man, yeah, Colt, every day uh, his approach to practicing and, and coming to play, and uh, you know, Colt McCoy. So you know, he he got a resume, so um, you know, he got the job done, and that's what we expect. You know, so that's what we expect out of Colt. You know, he's a winner as well. So um, we ride with him. You talking about Super Bowl openly? Do we talk about the Super Bowl openly? Yes, sir. We talk about going one and zero each week. Um, we talked about being able to. You know, win this game on the road in Seattle before our bye week and, you know, having one of the best records and um, getting our bodies back. And then we got Chicago December 5th. So that's what we talk about going one to know. The words Super and Bowl have never been put together by anybody in your team in a locker room? Come on now, James. Oh, they probably have. It's just not the topic of discussion, you know. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe – it's not. It's not something that we all get together and discuss. We okay. discuss going one and zero. So, when the Super Bowl comes and we go one and zero, then there you go. All right, let's talk about you a little bit. How's your health? You good? It's all good for you. Oh uh, man, I'm healthy. I'm healthy, yes sir. Okay. And so, no. Again, I mean, it's 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 such a terrific, you know, rise that you've had since your your college year diagnosis and where you are. Now, uh, I'm wondering if I had went up to that kid who had gotten that diagnosis after tearing up his knee in college um, that this was going to happen in 2021. What would you have said at that time, James? Uh, I'd have told him. I'd have told him to uh, stay patient, keep working, uh, trust the faith, trust the process, embrace the journey. The journey is the destination. You know, um, so 
you know, just been through a lot of things just like anybody else. Um, you know, who's to say mine's is worse than what somebody else went through. You know, it was a struggle for sure, but it's just my story. And so I choose to embrace that and uh, always, you know, I would say also say use your imagination. You know, when I was, you know, getting that chemotherapy sitting there, I always imagine what it would be like running on an NFL stage and scoring touchdowns in the NFL. You know, you got to see it first before, you know, you actually do it. So, I would just tell them stay patient, stay strong, keep God first, and use your imagination. That's beautiful. So when you seriously, so you're 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 getting your chemotherapy um, as a college player. You're dreaming of stuff like you're doing right now, like you did just yesterday. Is that what you're saying? Every day, every day. Yeah, chemo takes about four hours. So you know, I had a lot of time to just sit on YouTube and <laughs> watch highlights and and uh, just dream while you know I was doing that. Mm. And what would you say to people right now who might be going through that with a family member on Thanksgiving week, James? Oh, uh, man, you know, I I got actually diagnosed a couple, couple of days before Thanksgiving, so um, I would tell them I know what they're going through. But, you know, like my mother told me, um, you know, and then I, I, she said it was, it was going to be all temporary. And, you know, unfor- you know unfortunately that's not the, the case. And, and, you know, in all cancer cases, you know, sometimes – you know, the outcome, you know, isn't what, what we expect or what we want. But, um, man, my mother told me it was going to be temporary, and I just I truly believe that. So that's what I would, you know, tell somebody that it's going to be temporary and just keep God first and just trust it because, you know, when you're in a situation like that, um, you know, you need you need strength from somewhere else. No doubt about that. Where are you going to be spending Thanksgiving itself? Do you know? Uh, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go back home, fly home, and, get, and see my family, see all my brothers and and my parents and all of them and uh, get some good meals and get some good fellowship in with them. Is your dad still riding around that sweet ride you surprised him with a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, he's still in the truck. He's still in a pickup truck. He's enjoying okay. it up there in Erie. So He's yep. still in the truck? He's still in the Connor Mobile pretty much? Okay. <laughs> all right. And again, I guess last, last one for you, James. Can you, can you put into words what it's going to feel like for you to walk through that door with your record the way it is and your performance the way that it has been and your story – being is what it is, to use the football phrase. What is that going to feel like for you to walk through that door for Thanksgiving and see your family, James? Oh, man, I'm still the youngest. I got four, I got five older brothers, man, and, uh, you know, so they, 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 they love me dearly and, you know, proud of everything I'm doing. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm still this little bro to them. So <laughs> um, it'll be, you know. What does that mean? You know, they, what, do, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? <laughs> What's that going to what – what does that entail? Being the that mean that mean they're gonna put me right back in my place when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, so all right. No, nah, no, nah, they they they. It's just gonna be cool, man. It's just gonna be family time. You know, um, you know, I'm gonna see my nephews, and it's just gonna be, you know, we'll talk a little ball, but we'll just enjoy each other's company. You know, so that's that's pretty much it. Any turkey bowl? Like anything in the backyard, the front yard, or you 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 obviously can't participate in that because you you yeah. you would skew the sides if you did something like that. <laughs> You know? Yeah, no turkey bowl, no nothing like that. If we do, I'll be all-time QB or something like okay. that. You know how it goes. I do. I do know how it goes. Have a great Thanksgiving. Travel safe, and let's do this again real soon, James. Congrats yes, on sir, everything up man. to this All point. All right, Rich. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Right back at you. That's James Conner right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How neat is that going to be for him to walk in that door with all these touchdowns this year under his belt? He's 9-2. and two. Honestly, you have to you have to put it all in perspective with his journey and and his, you know, being cancer-free. And, and he was a house of fire. Remember when Le'Veon was holding out? 
And he did so well, and he had that high ankle sprain and then got hurt and then really wasn't the same after that for Pittsburgh. And this year it would be, oh, where's James Conner? Oh, that's right, he's in Arizona. Well, Kenyon Drake's now in Vegas, so that's going to be Chase Edmonds' job. What's James Conner going to do? We can see what he's done. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns, and he's also not allowing his team to settle for field goals. What a difference maker that is. What a difference maker that is. That's part of the reason why the Chargers won last night is they were hitting for pay dirt early on in the game. If they were settling for field goals, then when the comeback arrived for Pittsburgh, they'd have lost that one. And James Conner is cashing them in, man. Nine and two. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will hit on what I think is one of the most remarkable victories we've seen in some time on the road by a team that keeps on ticking despite the licking that it takes. That's next. And then Matt Nagy, everybody. We'll discuss that when we come back. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We've just been chit-chatting about LeBron James, Isaiah Stewart, Pistons, and Ooh. Lakers. We'll hit that later on in the uh, in the show. We'll hit that later on in this program. Got him good. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. Uh, I went to break saying that uh, this team came with one of the most impressive road victories uh, I've seen in a while and, and in some time. And you could easily put the Indianapolis Colts in that regard. Um, the Colts are, are, are a nasty team to face. They're a nasty team to face because they have got a running back right now that is killing it, okay? Jonathan Taylor, what Jonathan Taylor is doing right now, as you know, he had me at Hello in Wisconsin. He was one of those guys that you covet what you see every day, and what I saw every day in the Big Ten was a big-time runner. He provided many, many bad moments for me on a Saturday in my time watching Michigan football against Wisconsin, he is nothing short of spectacular. Oh, yeah. And what he is doing right now is all-time great material. He has got a record tying eight straight games with 100 or more scrimmage yards and at least one rushing touchdown. Since 1950, since 1950, only one runner has had eight such games like Jonathan Taylor is now put up and his name is Ladanian Tomlinson. Okay. He is unbelievable. He had five rush. He had five touchdowns against the bills yesterday coming into the game. The bills had only yielded five rushing touchdowns to a running back total the entire season. He had five against them. And Derrick Henry had three in week six, and every other running back combined had two against the Bills. That's no defense. He just punked. And the Colts have won six of eight. The Colts are now above 500. The Colts are now in a position to make the playoffs 
which is something to be said about an 0-3 team. They're 6-5. They're ninth-seeded outside looking in, sniffing it. As the Steelers losing last night, 5-4-1, that's what was a big W for the Chargers last night. Chargers would be 500 if they could not beat the Steelers last night at home. Colts are still outside looking and sniffing it, but that's not for long the way that they're playing defensively and Wentz is not making mistakes, not getting sacked. You know what? It helps keep a quarterback clean and upright is somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who if he continues to do this is going to be an MVP candidate when it's all said and done. Wouldn't that be remarkable? Just hold that thought, Rich. Okay. I'll just finish it here. Wouldn't it be remarkable? I might repeat it later because when you say that on a Monday, that reeks <laughs> of me broaching one of your overreaction Monday um, items, action items. But wouldn't that be remarkable if the AFC South does, in fact, provide an MVP running back to the short list of MVP running backs in the history of most valuable players in the NFL? It's not named Derrick Henry. It's Jonathan Taylor. He is that good, folks. Oh, yeah. He is that good, and he is providing that much of a cushion, and it was very impressive for the Colts to do that against the Bills. And if the Bills don't watch it, they're going to be sniffing it soon enough because they've got a big assignment coming up Thanksgiving night against the Saints. Laugh all you want. That is not an easy place to play in. It's definitely not an easy place to play in at night when all the good folks in New Orleans have had all day to fashion themselves some good old-fashioned swing oil and swallow it down and show up in that stadium and take it all out on the opposition. Bills better watch it. They need to stick their foot in the ground and start playing like it was September all over again. But the Colts are really damn good, man, and you got to watch out for them. Putting a 40-burger on Buffalo, (laughs) putting New England into first place. (laughs) <laughs> next up for the Colts the Bucks. that's going to be a great Sunday game and that's at home but the the road win that was most impressive to me this year for this year period and uh, certainly yesterday is what the Baltimore Ravens did in Chicago I'm sitting there on game day morning and you know yesterday and I, I I wake up and I look at my email list and I'm seeing who's active, who's inactive based on the overnight reporting by Ian Rappaport and the rest of our terrific news and information team. And I'm seeing it's possible Lamar Jackson's illness that's been keeping him out of practice all week could actually keep him from starting the game. Huh. And that's when I Googled Tyler Huntley's name for the first time <laughs> in my life. Google alert. Seriously. And then I'm sitting there on set, but I don't pay it much mind. I'm sitting there on set, and there, you know, Richard Isco, our producer, gets in my ear and says, Lamar Jackson's arrived, and we're going to show video of him. And he showed up with, you know, his mask on as he's unvaccinated, but his mask's on, and also he's not feeling well. He's like, and, and, he he's, and his hoodie was up, and he was hunched. He looked as if he was definitely not playing football that yeah. day. And that's when I really Googled and looked at what came up on the screen for Tyler Huntley's Wikipedia page. I'm not lying to you here. Because I had not heard of him before, ever. Yeah. And it's my job to hear about people like him, ever. Um, 
because last year when Lamar got COVID and missed a game, RG3 started for him. Yep. RG3 started for him. It was that Thanksgiving Day game that kept getting postponed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And they looked terrible. Terrible. Like Tuesday or Wednesday game? Oh, what the hell? It was weird. Uh, I'm trying to forget the whole year. Yeah. And so, according to reports, Tyler Huntley didn't know he was starting until Lamar texted him from the bus coming to the game. <laughs> what? Correct. Oh, wow. Lamar got on the bus, the second bus, as Stacey Dales reported yesterday, coming to the game at Soldier Field because he flew on the team plane. According to the report, he was feeling so sick, he was balled up in his seat and didn't realize the plane had landed. So, obviously, the Ravens were hoping that he would just get a good night's sleep, wake up and say, Coach, I feel great. Didn't happen. He texted Huntley on the way to the game, quote, go do your thing today. I'm going to be watching. And that's when Huntley's like, okay, I'm a a University of Utah star, by the way. He was terrific at Utah. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm pissing off Utes fans when I'm like, I'd never heard of the guy before. Sorry. And kid from South Florida, Dreaming of getting a start in the NFL. Well, guess what, kid? It's your show, and your show against the Chicago Bears. Against the Chicago Bears and Soldier Field coming off of a bye. And against the Chicago Bears coming off of a bye, coming off a game which Justin Fields is playing his head off. But the Ravens' defense is so good, more often than not this year. And the running game, I got to tell you, man, this team lost J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters. They lost their top two running backs and arguably their best corner on the outset of the season. When we had Frank Goron last week to promote his fight, and he said that he had gotten a call from a team just before the beginning of the season, and he wouldn't tell us who it was, you and I both looked at each other. We're like, that's got to have been had the Ravens. To, had to have been. I mean, could have been the Niners. Would the Niners have taken him back? Maybe. I mean, you're desperate if when all your running backs are out. But Raheem Mostert didn't get hurt for the, out for the season until the season had just begun. And the Ravens get beat on a Thursday night against the Miami Dolphins. And then have got to sit on that for a whole week and a half. And then that's the moment in time. And and they're they're losing, even though they're crushing Justin Fields and knock him from the game and put Dalton in. And then Dalton starts moving the team with big touchdown pass. And suddenly the team's down. Game on the line. In a division where it's so tight, one loss can put you right into last place. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, the Browns won yesterday and they're in last place in that division at six and five. Okay, because the Ravens are in front, the Bengals are in second, the Steelers are five four and one, the Browns are six and five. They won yesterday and they're in last place. That's how tight this division is right now. And it's Tyler Huntley, it's Tyler Huntley's show, man. And you know, a team could just say, That's a wrap. That's a wrap. We've now lost two in a row. We'll try and figure it out. But Huntley finds Sammy Watkins on a thirty yard strike. 
into the Bears' secondary. And then of all people to score the game-winning touchdown, it's Devontae Freeman who was on the couch and came off the couch because the, the, the Ravens were like, they went to the bargain basement of everybody sitting there at home saying, who wants to play for us? And Le'Veon Bell said, I will. And Davious Murray said, I will. And Devontae Freeman's like, I will. Bell's gone, Murray's back, and Freeman scores. And the Ravens win again. They are amazing. Unfortunately for the Bears, that is, and for Matt Nagy, to have a guy who's never started in the NFL learn from the starter via text right before arriving to the stadium that he's starting. Sure, he took first-team reps, but he's never played a game before. And that guy wins, and your guy, Justin Fields, looks terrible, again, coming off a bye, in which you're now 0-4 coming off a bye. And he gets knocked from a game. And there was one sequence midfield (laughs) where it's fourth and short. It's third and short. Dalton throws deep, okay? They're not just going to run it. We're going to throw deep. We're going to try and catch a nap, and wasn't even close. And so, you know, Romo's like, well, that means you're just going to run it here, right? You're going to go for a fourth down. And you could even hear, goes, oh, dude, they're putting a punt team out there. And they did. (laughs) And then they cut to Nagy, who's absolutely ear-holing some guy who's just sitting by the phones and the, and the wires and what have you. I think he was a tech. He went to find IT to say something was going on with his ears, his headset. They burn a timeout. They send the offense back out there, and it's Montgomery on a direct snap, and he goes the wrong way. He cuts the wrong way. Romo said if he went with the way that the play was uh, supposed to be run, he's running for days. And Fields also made some bizarre choice to keep running it for a first down instead of flipping it out to Montgomery you'd be running for days so now they're off center they're off kilter they're not calling the right plays they're not making the right decisions and this is coming off a bye and the Ravens come in with Tyler Huntley and beat Justin Fields and Andy Dalton and you and you're 15th the only team below you in the NFC right now is the Detroit Lions, who you're going to see on Thanksgiving. This is what we call getting got in the NFL. And I feel for Matt Nagy, he's a good guy, but Bears fans don't care. That's how you get got in the NFL. You take too long to put your guy in, then you finally put him in, and he starts doing well. He starts looking good, and you have a bye, and you come out and you look like that. Now, the Ravens did make Justin Herbert look like a bear, right? Wasn't that the line that (laughs) Marshall used coming off of that? So you can chalk that up, too, if you want. But not when you're just making crazy decisions and things aren't going right. They better win on Thanksgiving. Because Mooch will tell you that's the way you can get got on that day, too. You can get got on that day, even though that's not what the Bears do. But kudos to the Ravens, man. What a dub. That's how you win divisions. That's how you stay in the race for one seeds. That's how you win championships. That's how you do it. They just, how many, they have been, they have been rallying around each other since jump. And they've got seven dubs right now because of it. Daniel Jeremiah, an hour number two coming up. What does he think about all of what I've just laid out there? That and Nick Sirianni of the Eagles still to come on the program.